Ready? One second. It's recording. It's recording. Good evening. And welcome to tonight's episode of Unforced Errors, which is no longer two old guys talking about tennis. It's um, three young guys talking about tennis. <laughs> it's the 24th of January. It is 7.33, an eventful day at the Australian Open today, which we're going to be talking about. We're also going to be talking about the ATP Cup. We're going to be talking about lots of things, but those are the two main things we're going to be talking about. Uh, Join tonight by uh, David. Say hello, David. Yo, what's up? A professor at the University of Tennis. Absolutely. And Stephen. Uh, say hello, Stephen. Hello, everyone. And there'll be a, a feast of Stephen comments tonight about all current affairs kind of uh, things. Very good tennis player. Yeah. David and Stephen both play for Hove Park. So, Australian Open, we're going to kick off with. We're not even halfway through the Australian Open, but already there's been some drama. How has it been so far for you? Are you up to date with the matches? Have you watched them today? What are your feelings? I'm very excited about the Australian Open, especially today after the mega win that Federer had against Milman. There's a lot of things to talk about because we already had some upsets. Yeah. Shocks. Shocks. For example, one of the first things before we go to Federer is Serena was defeated today. But my big question is, mm, mm. what is going on? Serena has stopped right at the brink of history. She's one Grand Slam away from... And she was playing so well in the, in the tournament, wasn't she? She was. Everybody was yeah. like, she's going to win this. And yeah. suddenly, again, she's out. Will she ever... She is the best player of all time, but she needs to hit this mark of at least the same Grand Slams has. Margaret Court? Yeah, Margaret Court, yeah. Yes. Will, will she do it? Will she do it? Will she do it? Because it's what, two or three finals? Yeah. It's mental block. It's not her skills. I think her last hope is probably this Wimbledon coming up. To, she's won the most of her titles at Wimbledon, has she not? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if she doesn't yeah, get the majority, one there, then... Yeah, majority, yeah. French is maybe her weakest tournament, though yeah. she has won two or three. I think Serena stands a chance at all of them. But yeah, as the years go by, there's less and less chance. She's not getting any younger, you know, and uh, she's in almost in the same level as Feather and her career. They don't have a lot of years left. But yes, it does feel that Serena can just, if she plays from the beginning to the end, what she knows how to play, she will beat them all. And she can even win four Grand Slams in a year if necessary. But... Today was already noticeable, the slowing down of the footwork. Lots of unforced errors. We love, unf- we love unforced errors. <laughs> it's true. But is this a kind of women's tennis thing? You can be a world beater in the first few rounds and then lose. It does happen in the men's, but less often. It happens like with Titsipas. He was looking like a world beater until, Here we go until maybe today. today. Yeah. So, yeah. No yeah, yeah. Against Ronic that comes out of nowhere. I mean, Ranich had gone missing, hadn't he? He was, uh, he was Completely like, his, fa- his face was on milk cartons because he was disappeared. <laughs> but now, yeah, straight sets. Yeah. What the hell? What, um, did you see it? Did Sitsipas get a break the whole match? I don't think he did. No. no. Yeah. He was just... He couldn't return the serve, could he? Nothing. It's a shame because, I mean, on previous episodes, we always hark back to when are the big three, when someone when is someone going to interrupt that? Tits and arse, as I call him, was the man to do that. Hey. But then... 
But then <laughs> let's, we, let's not take the piss we, out we, of an arse at the end of a Greek surname, or my, my Malonis <laughs> is going to get it as well. Ah, <laughs> I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I did, we'll, we'll edit that out. Um, so take two. Tits, For those of you who don't know, Stefano, it's, Stefano, Stephen actually has half Greek ah, background. Yes. <laughs> so Stefano TNA. Yeah, we thought he's the man to do it, but uh, yeah, it's one step forward, two steps backwards, as with all these contenders. So yeah, will it be Medvedev next? Well, what what I was found frustrating today is I was hoping. Well, I think Djokovic is favourite for the tournament. I think everyone thinks that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And um, I thought Absolutely. one of Tsitsipas and Bautista Agut could be the one to put him out in the was it quarterfinal they would have met. Yep. Ah, and they yeah, both yeah. went in the same night. So. Yes, we spoke yeah. about this today. Actually, boom! Yeah. There goes that prediction. And I really think Chilich, I'm guessing you'll disagree, David. I'm mm-hmm. not sure about Stephen. Yeah. I think there's more to him than just a serve. And he played really well against a really tough opponent. And um, yeah. So Tsitsipas is out. Serena is out. And uh, there's a few more. Osaka, uh, Coco, of course. We're going oh, to, yeah. yeah. Sorry? Osaka, of course. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. That, that match got me excited. Because you remember just uh, some time ago, Osaka gave a, a lesson. And now it's been reversed, yeah. Osaka didn't know how to slow down and say, let's just make a rally. She was going for every shot. And she said after the match, Osaka, I don't have a champion's mentality in terms of Mm -hmm. when I'm not playing well, I can't find a way to win, which is quite a shocking admission for two-time Grand Slam champion. Opponents were saying that the top three and Serena as well. The reason why they win so many Grand Slams is they have the ability to get out of their game and have plan B, C, D, F. That's what Osaka did not do today. Or even just to hang on with their game and they they won't even panic. So like if you look at Nadal against Diminor, I think, in the uh, ATP Cup, Diminor was all over him for almost two sets and then Nadal suddenly pinches a break and the third set's gone in an instant. It's just... Yes. Crazy, the mentality difference. It, it's curious because Nadal doesn't strike me as the kind of player who would just let games go. He stayed always playing his game. He stayed so, there yeah. and suddenly started well, working. Well said. When uh, Azarka lost, tell me this because I don't know this, how warm was the handshake? It was famous when Azarka beat Coco. It was very it, special. Was kind of, she was comforting her. Osaka pulled her for doesn't a always hug. happen in the ladies' game, does it? Someone's no, very, so he was very really frosty. nice. She's an exception, isn't she, in terms of on the, on the circuit? You, you don't get 15, 16, 17-year-olds anymore like you used to 25 years ago. No, you don't. At least it doesn't seem like it. So it'd be very interesting to see you know, how she develops, if, she, if she's burnt out in a few years' time, or if she really pushes on. Because I think the last people who were kind of child prodigies, really... They was, were. Uh, probably the Williams Hingis, sisters. Or Hingis, Agassi, yeah. Sampras. Yeah. Mats Vilander. Mats Vilander. Org. Uh, Ooh, uh, but now uh, Boris Becker. So. Federer, when he really came through, was 21, 22, wasn't it's he? true, yeah. Yeah. Maybe something is happening. We're um, just yeah. changing a little bit and taking things less Definitely. focused or serious. I don't know what it is. Talking of people who came through uh, earlier, Nick Kyrgios. We, I mean, he, he's getting one. the column inches. Have we, have we seen his matches at all? What do you could, think, Could Steve? he do it? Could he get deep? I think he can, yeah. I think his mentality's changed a lot and he's got a lot of positive energy in the bank from his, uh, I think his eighth, when he first gave the money for the Aces. So many yeah, people fantastic. have followed on on that yeah. and have supported him. And I think he's just gaining more confidence in well, where he is mentally, really. And he keeps bringing that up recently, how much in a better place he is. And yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what he Such needs. Such a talented player. Well, exactly. he plays really well when he plays for a team. 
Yeah. Ah, yes. He doesn't have those moments of disconnecting completely from the match. He organized this whole event for the fires in Australia. And suddenly the whole nation is on his shoulders. And there's something about him that feels more responsible than before, which is a teamwork, isn't it? So yeah. I haven't seen him disconnect. It must make so, a difference. Imagine if you're Nick Kyrgios's opponent and you're facing him you kind of lose a bit of motivation to beat him, knowing that if he aces you, it's going to go to a good cause. I'm not saying for a moment that people are going to, I'm going to let this one go by because it's money for charity. But it can make that little difference if you're an <laughs> opponent, you're exhausted. And you kind of, if you hate the opponents across the net, you want to beat them even more, don't you? Which can yeah. work both ways. It can put more pressure on you and make you lose more points. You yes. would feel slightly guilty if you just got a little clip of the racket on a ball to stop it well, being exactly, an ace. Well, exactly, yeah. This, this, this could mean a koala doesn't get uh, their place Whoa. at the animal sanctuary to have their burns tended to. Or... Even McEnroe yeah. on the interview, on-court interview, said, so from now on, I'll pay it a thousand Australian Opens per set that you win until the end of the yeah. Australian Open. Yeah, that's just putting pressure on those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think he's carrying it. And I don't know if it's going to boil over and pop. I think he should we'll enter see. the mixed doubles. It hasn't started yet. So if he, uh, McEnroe will have to pay even more if Kyrgios <laughs> enters that, wins that, wins the singles and aces. He's, he's going to get some aces in the mixed doubles. Can I say that? Is that, is that a bad <laughs> yeah. thing to say? I'm sure he's going to, there'll be some weak men players in there. That's it why he's going to get sense, the aces. Yes. And he's not yeah. the only one with aces. Yeah. Kolovich, is he in it or is he out? <laughs> I he needs to sign him. up and it. I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Bring and, back yeah. Ivan Isevich. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Veterans tournament. That's going to be some yeah. uh, some money it's, in the it's bank. It's definitely a very interesting Australian Open. Definitely. I mean, one of the great things about the Australian Open, I think, is it tests the extremes. The Australian is generally very hot, so what players can cope well in the hot conditions, but with this. The awful conditions here, that, that's something else completely. And yeah, no player should be made to suffer uh, because of the conditions. So it's a shame because I've always liked the Australian because it does challenge you in terms of the heat. Oh, Who, yes. Who's the strongest? Who's got the endurance? But there are limits to that. So, yeah. I feel like the Australian's also the least predictable because everyone's come back from the year's break. Less predictable because um, everyone's just coming back from their off season. They're at different stages of form occasionally. So like... Two years ago when Federer and Nadal came back from nowhere and made the final. And in that tournament, there yeah. were so many five-set matches along the way as well. It's true. So many epic games. Before we... I want to speak about Medvedev and Federer because Medvedev is definitely the guy that has the mentality from the youngsters yeah. to win a Grand Slam. There's something about him. He is one of the new generation that is finally ready to win a Grand Slam. What do you think? Yeah, he seems to have a lot more confidence in himself. That he doesn't need to worry about what other people are thinking, what the crowd are thinking, like you saw it straight away at the start of the US Open. Exactly. Couldn't care less what the crowd thought of him. Couldn't he was willing less. to wind him up. <laughs> and um, you could just see, oh, I'm two sets down. I just keep playing my tennis and see where that gets me. Yeah, and exactly. Nearly got him the title in the end of the day. So. <laughs> he was insane. Very man. nearly, yeah. And, and the first round this year was against TFO. Is it TFO? Oh, it's a tough first round, to be fair. American, yeah, not a bad player. He came on court TFO, as I remember, in a kind of animal print onesie. But maybe this was a nightmare <laughs> I had, but he's a good player. Medvedev is definitely one of those. So, any but other. Did you think that about Titsipas, though, too? I thought Titsipas would go deep. He hasn't shown it yet, and Medvedev has in the yeah. US Open. Reaching a final in the US Open and doing what he it's did to true. Nadal. 
Tsitsipas haven't showed that. Yeah, winning the um, uh, year-end tournament at mm. uh, the O2. Yeah, that's got to mean something. It's surely. different, isn't it? I mean, look at uh, Zverev, who's still in the Australian Open, isn't he? He had a straight sets win the other night. Straight sets win most What's going matches? on? What's wrong? He must, <laughs> wow. have a, he must have had a bang on the head. Maybe he's got rid of the chains Impressive. around his neck. Something happened, man. <laughs> Wouldn't we look stupid if Zverev uh, actually won the whole shooting match? Every episode we, yeah. we go, he hasn't got it. <laughs> it's true, man. And winning the year-end O2 final tournament is not a Grand Slam. It's not five sets. So it's not the same thing. Even if you can win that, it's still not a Grand Slam. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it shows you can put together performances against the big players, but... True. It's only a week long at the end of the day to go two weeks at a slam and keep your focus. Exactly. Well, such a big difference, isn't it? Best of three sets over best of five sets. And also, Massive. very big difference, the Australian Open, first to ten in the final set tiebreak against first to seven, because we haven't discussed this, have we? No. Millman in the final set tiebreak against uh, Federer. Is this Australia Open the, f the first year they've gone to the best of ten? Unfortunately, yes. In the tiebreak. And Wimbledon this year was the first time. Unfortunately, yes. So, <laughs> if it had been the first to seven, Millman would have won 7-4, wouldn't he? True. Handily. Yeah. So, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? It's difficult to say. I mean, if it was until seven, uh, maybe the whole dynamic of the tiebreak would have been different. Do you like it, Stephen? Do you like first to ten? Is I don't like it, to be honest. I... I mean, two why... clear games do you prefer or oh, first definitely to seven? prefer two clear yes. games but I just don't, I just don't see the need to elongate it by three points just because it's no. the fifth set I, I would agree with that actually so I understand why but, they but did you're that you're in favour David uh, no I'm in favour of going back to the marathons that never end there's only one reason the tiebreak exists and that's John Isner <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about the tiebreak now I suppose the first to ten there's more chance of a big comeback from yes. eight four rather than from six love down you can come yes. back from nine love down yeah maybe one day we'll see a comeback from nine love down but my worry is if i was a player i'm a very confused individual in society anyway i would forget it was the first to ten and i would be celebrating it. i, I forgot seven, when i watched yeah when you went seven four i was especially if you dropped to the floor as well yes <laughs> so oh you've got to get your focus back uh, and play climb up to more. the royal box and and hug <laughs> prince andrew and and you've actually don't win like Prince Andrew that's how you cut out isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and who are, our, who are our predictions who's going to actually win it I agree with you Stephen I think Djokovic must be the favourite but then I thought that about uh, Serena Williams in, in the ladies yeah, that's true. I thought Titsipas would justify seeding at least who's going to win who would you put your money on yeah you've got to go Djokovic but I've got a little feeling of Medvedev I feel like he if he gets to the final he tends to do well against Djokovic he obviously lost the last one by a narrow margin but how does the draw go i mean who, who he's he's in uh, nadal's half nadal's half okay so and federer's in djokovic's half yeah you'd have to back uh djokovic against federer i suppose and nadal medvedev well is it medvedev's turn after the us open could he just turn it around david yeah i like that prediction i think if i would predict something out of the box it has to be or medvedev or curious if we're going to stay comfortable, it's going to be Djokovic. I've just got a funny feeling if Nadal wins, he equals Federer's record and everyone's looking to Djokovic closing the gap too. I just got a feeling that Federer, Djokovic and Nadal, none of them will win. Yeah, I'm going to go for a dark horse too. So Kyrgios, I'd love to win. And in the ladies? I was going for Wozniacki. Oh, there you go. I was yeah. asking about somebody. Here we go. Wozniak's last sets, match was today. Sets, yeah. 
Dan is one of my favorites. Yeah, so who who's Hallett. It's but yes, I've got a feeling about Barty. Barty, yeah, she's, yeah, I think she's they often so well. they often retain it. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you with Barty as well. Yeah. Coco, no, I think someone's going to get her too early. Uh, yeah, I do. I think that Pliskova. Yes, also a possibility. Yeah. She plays so well. She has so much power. It's funny how we're putting so many names into who can win the girls. It's it's so difficult to guess. So yeah. difficult, so open that, every single tournament. I was saying oh, to you yeah. the other day how many new winners there's been of a Grand Slam in the yes. women's game. Yes. I think it was 11 of the last 17 slams have been a first-time winner. Unbelievable. Is that Crazy good or stuff. bad? I think it's bad. Yeah, I think we've got the big three in men's tennis and it's nice to have something to aim at. But it's a conveyor belt. Uh, awful thing to say, but it's not good for the brands of women's tennis, is it? There's no, you know, there's just Serena Williams to shoot at. The man on the street, probably that's the one player they've heard of, apart yeah. from maybe Sharapova, who is just in in the desert at, at the moment. Yeah. So, she doesn't have her drugs to help her win anymore, does she? she no, she hasn't. That, that's one for another episode, really. Maybe not one for public broadcast. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> not yeah. the right time. Shame. I, I, I like old Sharapova. I like her too. But she never really thought of Plan B, did she? We forgot to mention, uh, yeah, Dennis, uh, another one like Tsitsipas. There you who go. Who I think, yeah. yeah. Out in it's, the a first matter, it's a matter of time. And yeah, Ooh. shock. Dimitrov, I know he was yesterday's man, but... Uh, there you go. And Ber- Berrettini's gone as well. Berrettini's gone. The, other, I... the other Canadian lad, as I call him. You're talking about Talia Sim? Oh, yeah. That's the one. Yes, he's a good player, but yeah, we're hoping yeah. that he can come up. And he's very young. He's got time. Is Stan the man still in the, the Australian Open? Has he he been is still, out? yeah. He won a well, very long match on the last tie-break as well. Well, that would be great. I yes. hope he goes deep and I wish yes. him well. Should we stay on it and actually talk about where does it stand in the Grand Slams in terms of, is it the third best Grand Slam? Is it? I think all Grand Slams are special. It's very difficult to choose. I like the hard court a lot, but then Wimbledon is my favorite just for a few reasons. And then you guys tell me what you think. The reason why I choose Wimbledon as my favorite is, first of all, there's no music between the, oh, the games. Oh, God, yes. Just agree. that. What other Grand Slams have it? Is it the US Open all which of has them. music? All of them. Does the, does does the, the French? Open I don't think the French does. Let's find Definitely out. Definitely does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then other reasons for the Wimbledon is that even though I, I'm not very fond of staying with tradition, somehow in yeah. tennis it makes sense. I totally agree. Doesn't it? It makes it different, doesn't it? It just makes They're it different. They're all in white. But then there's something spectacular about the US Open and the Australian. The French is my least favorite because it's endless. All those players that you don't see all year, they all appear because they know how to put the ball back in court. The, the dirt rats, as Andre Agassi called them. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, how would you rank the tournaments? Where would the Australian come in terms of... Uh, it depends, grand, it depends what you're ranking them on because um, Australia is never going to be my favourite just because what time it's on, I just don't get to see enough of the live matches. Whereas Wimbledon French are at the right time, even the US is better because you can stay up and watch the matches. That is tricky with the US. Talking stay, about staying, geography. Staying late. Yeah. But yeah, if you're at work, but, the Aussie does clash, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But I think from if you're just looking at the tennis, I think the Australian probably produces the best matches because the court's quick enough for it to be attacking tennis, but unlike Wimbledon, the serve doesn't dominate as much in Australia. I like that. So you don't get the big servers like Isner and Anderson getting to the semifinals and playing each other. 
Yeah, so I feel like true, yeah. you get the best tennis at the Australian Open. And there's this excitement Good in points. the air for the year starting as well. There's something about the Australian that just brings yeah. everybody. My problem with the US and Australian is they're just so similar. They're two hard-court tournaments. If you showed me one Australian Open match and one US Open match and uh, had a blind testing, like, is this Pepsi or is this Coke? I don't think I could tell the difference. Are they even played on the same colour courts? There, um, there's a big difference in speed between the two courts, though, because they've mm-hmm. slowed down the US Open courts quite a bit, hence Nadal's doing better there and he's got more slams there than Australia, whereas yeah. oh, the other way around, yeah, Djokovic point, yeah. has absolutely dominated yeah. Australia. Uh, I, I'm not sure how Federer's done on both. I think Federer's won more US, but that was years ago when the US Open was a quicker court. And Djokovic is very good at the Australian, which obviously takes away from Federer, I suppose. Yeah, They're back-to-back as well as two hard-court tournaments. I just think the French and Wimbledon are so different. The, the French has a long build-up. There's a proper season. This is the the clay court season. It's proper, whereas the Australian Open, there's there's not much of a build-up, which is exciting because, yeah, some players come to it cold. Wimbledon, there's a, a very small grass court build-up. None. Which is a shame. Nothing. I would just like to see more grass court tennis. And I'd, yeah. So I would say Wimbledon first, as most people, the French second, and then US and Australian they should come up with a new surface for one of those. <laughs> snow, te- Wo- snow tennis or sand tennis. Wood carpet. Uh, wood. Yeah, it's, it's happened before, actually, wood. <laughs> Not good for injuries, though. Well, they must be able to if they've got basketball played professionally on it. That's, oh, that's true. Well yeah. said. And that would favour Kyrgios, big basketball player, <laughs> isn't he? Sampras. Yeah. So, <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just because of the wood. Yeah. yeah, they jump up and down the basketball players, but hey, they have massive shoes compared I, to tennis I, players. I think sand tennis in Brazil, Rio, a fifth Grand Slam on sands. <laughs> oh my great. god, it's or like snow. volley versus volley. What about the fifth Grand Slam? No, isn't it about time well, for that, that? Yeah, has been talked about in, in Asia. It's, it's time to happen. Yeah. I love tradition. I love the fact there's four. So I think that the key for expanding the market is the ATP World Tour End Finals. And I think much as I loved it in London, it should move around the world regularly, I think. It's great. It's going to Turin. Well, I think think the Masters need to move around more than anything. Yeah. And like you were saying before, that there's not much build up to Wimbledon. Why is there no... um... Masters on grass before Wimbledon. It just doesn't really balance out the season. Like no, Federer could have had so many more Masters if there was one yes. on grass before Wimbledon. That's a big disadvantage for the grass court experts. Yeah, And that should have been perfect to fit in that Masters tournament, really, to get it to the right place. I think Harley's probably the perfect one, have the German Open as the German Masters. and Yeah, yeah great tournaments. So we're going to move on to the beginning of the year ATP Cup. Mm-hmm. My question goes to both of you. It's your question, Jim. Is it worth having two back-to-back tournaments that are based on nations? Is it good? Is it bad? Which one do you prefer? Go I think him. the Davis Cup's always going to have the advantage if it comes first, which it does, doesn't it? It has come first in terms of it's in uh, December, whereas the ATP Cup is afterwards. So it's like uh, people in my office, you know, who like tennis... Or, or semi-like tennis, like, well, that's great, but we've had the Davis Cup in its new format, so this is more of the same. But you saw the way the people celebrated, uh, Djokovic and uh, Serbia celebrated winning the ATP Cup. That wasn't fake. They were absolutely delighted. It was great. But they are so similar. I couldn't tell you the difference between 
either of the tournaments. There doesn't seem to be anything. You know, the one what? difference I can name is the um, ATP Cup will always be in Australia and there'll be more travel between it if it stays that way, which is a shame. Again, it's nice to take tennis around the world. So my idea would be to keep the Davis Cup as the sole thing. And if at all possible, which would be problematic, whoever wins the tournament gets to host it the following year. Ooh, I know that's, that's going to be a problem when, when Wales win it soon, which is surely only a matter of time. How are they going to host it? Or the winners get to nominate which country it's in. I like that a lot. So, yeah, too similar. I don't think there's room in the calendar for both of them. But I know you might disagree, especially you, David. First, Stephen. Uh, well, there's definitely not room in the calendar for the two as they are. There needs to be a change to one of them if they're going to keep them both. And I think one should be mixed gender. So Yes, absolutely. Like the Hopman Cup, which I loved, which yeah. has kind of been replaced by the ATP Cup in the schedule. Yeah. But even then, I feel How like that's that still work? quite similar because you're still just having the one, sorry, the two singles matches and then the doubles to decide. I think there's room for a different format there where you're maybe having four singles two of each and then which would be would take longer could it still be fitted in over a day kind of thing i think you'd need i think well that's the thing to have a different you, format where you yeah. have a two-day match i guess and you have a singles day and a doubles day or something yeah. on those lines yeah i'd be in favor of that yeah because if you just had it like the hopman cup where there was only room for one male player and one female player yeah i agree with you there Stephen. that's good there's this new setup for the Davis Cup as well, isn't it? Which now makes both tournaments even more similar to each other. Yeah. Which, in a way, I'm happy about because I never really followed the Davis Cup too much because of all the sporadic dates. We're so used to putting focus into the tournaments. We get excited about the ATPs or the Grand Slams for a week, for two weeks. But then Davis Cup was like all over the year. And, and then there was this football atmosphere that didn't connect with tennis. As oh, much I, I, as I quite like that, the kind of good. madness of, uh, I don't know, Great Britain playing Argentina in Argentina. And it was mad. That you can't recreate in the kind of tournament setting. It's home territory partisan. Yeah. And also things. you can bring it to different parts of the country as well. Like Glasgow never gets any tournaments and suddenly yeah. they were hosting yeah. matches and encouraging people yeah. to play up in Scotland as well. So, so. I missed that. So There's it'd be nice if they still had a lengthy qualifying. And yeah. Then maybe the top eight go into the Davis Cup final. I mean, why but, do yeah. we need to have them every year as well? You build up more excitement think, if you yeah. have a World Cup every four yeah. years. Everyone's really yeah. excited to play it. Whereas now it's there's almost two a year where you can become world champions. And Too much, means, yeah. It's, it's One experience the other, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't mind so much the atmosphere. I mind the horns. Just but drives you, me crazy. You don't like the horns. That's, that's the worst part. I, I just, I never liked them. Not in football, not in, in tennis. It's so tiring. But anyway, that's yeah, the yeah. only the only thing that I, I don't don't like. So what's your option? Do you keep Davis Cup or do you keep the ATP Cup? Well, the Davis Cup's got more tradition, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And I know it has changed. So why not keep it the Davis Cup with still a qualifying for the, the top eight? Or can I throw a curveball in? Do we need it if you've got the Olympics? If you want it once every four years... The Olympics is a team competition. Maybe the Olympics should... I quite like the singles element of the Olympics, but maybe the Olympics should take over. I, I think keep the Davis Cup. Yeah. Keep that every year. No ATP Cup and have the Olympics too every four years. Yeah, because how important is an Olympic gold to the tennis players at the end of the day? Because, I mean, Nadal's got an Olympic gold, but no one ever includes it when you come to Grand Slam tallies or anything like that. It's just like... 
I think it's a great career achievement. Agassi's got an Olympic gold. Um, Becker's got one. Federer's never got one. and I'm sure he'd kill for a singles one. He says his doubles his proudest career achievement. But is it really? I think that's the one thing missing from his CV, Federer getting that Olympic singles one. I think so too, but I do agree with Stephen about the tennis players, they want the Grand Slams. If they would exchange a Grand Slam, most of them, those that never had a Grand Slam win, some genie from above said, so do you want to win a Grand Slam or a medal? I think they would go for the Grand Slam. Say if Federer had 20 Grand Slam wins and the next nearest competitor was on 12 Grand Slams, if I was Federer, I'd rather win the Olympics if I'd never won it because you're assured of those Grand Slams. So I think it does have a real importance. It's not as big as the Grand Slams, but it, it's nice. And I think if a player is tied on five or six Grand Slams with another player, how do you separate them? I think that Olympic thing, having that on your CV, would just tip you over the edge and you could say, all right, well, if you've got a gun against my head, that bloke's won the Olympics as well. So, so if Nadal wins this tournament, is he then ahead of Federer rather than equal? I would say yes. <laughs> I think there's more achievement there to be the the best player of all time. It's the Grand Slams, not the not the gold. Yeah, I agree. But uh, you love uh, the Olympics, and I love the Olympics too. It's a beautiful thing. Here's my idea: just have the Davis Cup, abolish the ATP mm-hmm. Cup, and have the Davis Cup every year apart from an Olympic year. Because I think an Olympic year, I think the tennis calendar gets a bit crowded. So have the Davis Cup three out of every four years. Sounds good. What about you, Steve? I'd go almost the same. I'd have the Davis Cup two of every four years. Then in the between years, you'd have the Olympics and you'd have what would be the World Cup where you have the men and women together playing in a tournament. Men and women, I think that's a great idea. Makes sense. It's about time. I would keep... Don't kill me. I would keep the the cup and I would take away the Davis Cup. But I never really liked Davis Cup anyway, so... And I I love this ATP Cup so much. Why did you prefer the ATP to the Davis? Yeah, I've got a... Yeah, good question. I've just rarely watched the Davis Cup. Then I got really disconnected from it because it was sporadic all over the year. And suddenly they came up with this ATP Cup and I was able to watch from the first match to the last in one week. And that made me very happy. But then... Last year's Davis Cup was the same. I was already so disconnected with the Davis Cup history that I didn't even watch it. Maybe it will grow on me now that it's uh, it's only in a week or two. So hopefully. Yeah. But I like your opinions. Whatever it is, ATP Cup or Davis Cup, only one. So I like yes, that. Yes, we so agree on that. Women. Yeah. I, they have to bring the Definitely, women. Definitely, yeah. So would you prefer it if, say, the Davis Cup had the first rounds as being like, oh, this is the European rounds... And they played it, say, in a week, like they do football qualifiers. You have a match the weekend, midweek match, then match the next weekend. It's so like it's a World a Cup, isn't it? Yeah, uh, in a way, but you'd still be home and away in that time because you're yes. just in Europe. So That sounds very good. I don't mind that at all. That's really good. How about say goodbye to the Cup, say goodbye to Davis Cup and bring Tennis World Cup? Men and women away qualifiers. Let's do it. But it would be so complicated with uh, with the calendar that these players have already, isn't it? That's why it's it's quite tricky, this, this conversation about the Davis Cup and the Cups. But I am personally yeah. attached to this Cup. It's coming next year, isn't well, it? I coming think back. What we have proven is that there's a lot of options that can work better than what we currently have. And mm, well said. Really, there needs to be well something said. done about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Both tournaments have produced some really good matches. And um, both tournaments, a large proportion of the big players have taken part, haven't they? Which they is amazing. Yeah. He they was really very have. special. So from the 
now speaking of what happened in the ATP Cup, did you guys enjoy it? Did you pay attention? And I feel like Australia really got behind it as well, because when you compared it to the Davis Cup in Spain, only the Spanish matches were getting any fans. The other ones were being played in front of empty stadiums. Mm, so um, wow. I feel like that really helps. Obviously, you had Serbian fans, there's loads of Greeks there, so fans mm -hmm. watching them, and generally the multicultural nature of the country helped a lot. So Great. So shall we wrap it up because... All right, I've got some because questions I'm on very my excited slave. about yeah. that. We're going to start uh, this or that. Here, yeah. so. so this is a new segment. It's called This or That. And so drumroll, tonight's guest could be anyone. And your name, please. Me? Yeah. <laughs> David. Your occupation. Um, I don't know, actually. I uh, watch the stars. You watch the stars. Mm -hmm. A star watcher. Yeah, star like watcher. Like from Space Odyssey 2001. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to give you two choices and you've got to say this or that. I'm ready. Hopefully you'll join the leaderboard. Mm -hmm. uh, so the time starts now. Cue the music, please, Ivona. Lobble passing shot. Passing shot. Serena or Venus? Answer, please. Venus. Borg or McEnroe? McEnroe. Headband or baseball cap? Headband. Is that your final answer? Definitely. Balls. Head or Slazenger? Head. Double-handed or single-handed? Double-handed. Men's doubles or mixed doubles? Mixed doubles. Amazon Prime or Eurosport? Eurosport. Ten seconds. The bullied or the bully? Bullied. Your time's up. So let's have a look at the scores there. Bam, so bam, bam, ten bam, questions. Bam. You got 7.5 out of 10. Damn. Now it's How did you get it right or wrong? Well, well, the rules are on the website, so you have, to, you have to check up, them up. He's making up the story. <laughs> and now make him, make him, make him. So looking at the leaderboard... Do it, do it him, do, do, do him, do him, do him. <laughs> what was your... Con you had one really controversial one. Oh, yeah, lob or passing shot. I you, always, prefer... you always hit lobs against me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I prefer the passing shot. It and hit more of them. I prefer having to return a passing <laughs> shot than a lob. <laughs> you can the do passing it. shot is a bit more spectacular, but the lob is awesome. All right, okay, so this or that... And your name, please. Stephen. Occupation. Engineer. Star sign. Cancer. Correct. Starting now, <laughs> 10 questions. Lob or passing shot? Passing shot. Would you rather lose a point by hitting the ball in the net or hitting the ball long? Long. Serena or Venus? Venus. Lendl or Connors? Connors. Wristbands or no wristbands? One wristband. Dunlop or... Head. Dunlop. Sports Direct or Decathlon? Decathlon. Men's doubles or women's doubles? Men's. Rosetsky or Henman? Rosetsky. Would you rather break someone's heart or have your heart broken? Whoa. Break someone's heart. <laughs> Which one? Actually, no. Have my heart broken because I think I'm heartless. So I wouldn't take long. Exactly. <laughs> Stop the clock. Okay, Stephen. So you had... <laughs> Very good. Both of you had no passes there. You got six point five. So you are you are fourth on the leaderboard. That, that last question was brutal. Brutal. So you see, that's what we're gonna start doing as well. And, and the rule the rules are a mystery. No one ever knows the rules. Are you this, ready? Name Oh my god. The creator of the game. Okay. Name? James Christie. Occupation. International Lothario. Whoa. Um, Unemployed. <laughs> uh, married or single? Bit both. 
Uh, careful with I, your I wife. I did that. Not, ma not married in a, in a relationship. Ah, there you go. BBC or Eurosport? Eurosport. Men's doubles or mixed doubles? Pass. Double-handed or single-handed? Single-handed. Head or Wimbledon? Head. Headbang or baseball cap? Headband. Agassi or Sampras? Agassi. Serena or Venus? Uh, neither. Lob or passing shot? Lob. Dinner with your mother or your father? Dinner with my father, sadly, is the only possibility. Uh, that's okay. But no offence to my mother. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. St. Anne's or Hove? A very good question. I would say definitely St. Anne's. Woo, yeah, that's they, the cause we're fighting for. They need, they need me more. Boo ho. So what was my score? 6.8 for you. Oh no, you lapped me. I was not as good as you, but we tried our best. This was a really great episode, not only because we talked about interesting things, but also because we had our guest. Jim, are you happy about what our guest did, Stephen, over there? Well, he's not really a guest anymore. He's not he? a guest he's anymore. The, um, he was an intruder last... Uh... <laughs> How I think of it is Stephen is the third <laughs> wheel on the Robin Reliance. Uh, that is go. unforced errors. And without that third wheel, the, car would, the car would teeter over. <laughs> it's true. Have you seen a car with three wheels? It's I have, It's the most yes. iconic British car. <laughs> so I think without that, it would just be an ordinary car. There you go, Steve. You heard that? Not a very good one, <laughs> I must say. So, so uh, think about joining us again. He speaks well and he has his opinions. And Definitely. Great things come in threes. Yeah, that's true. It's a magical number, man. Nirvana. Yes, Ivana was there as well, exactly. Bananarama. Yeah, threesomes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's, that's good night from us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Who to knows? ask a personal question, I know this is really awful, but mm. have you ever taken part in a tennis threesome in terms of the kind of two-on-one on the court? I have, yes. Yeah. The person that is playing singles is with the normal line singles yeah, and the other lines, ones with yeah. the doubles. And I prefer to stay on the side of the singles. So do I. What about you, Steve? Uh, well, I felt like I had to serve and volley when I was on the side of my own. Okay. Just to close the point <laughs> off quickly, because you're never going to out-rally them from the back of the court. Wow, really. how about I, that? I, I feel on the single side, just lure them into the, the doubles lines, because they're, they're on the doubles side, and they're kind of, their mind goes a bit, and they think they're playing doubles, especially if you're running around making it seem like you're two people. So they're just going to naturally hit it into the doubles lines, and you've won the point. But you're then giving them a better angle for a cross-court, so you're giving yourself that more area true. to cover. That's probably why I lose. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I, do, I do prefer playing on the single Normally side. Normally on, when there's three, whoever wins stays and the other ones rotate. Yeah. That's really good on a best of two games. Until someone dies. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. on that note, we can what say goodbye. What a way goodbye. to wrap up. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming, Stephen. I hope Thanks you join us me. again because it was really good. He was I, falling well, asleep yeah. in the beginning, remember? <laughs> yeah. But I guess the conversation... Our listeners can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners, sorry. Yeah. So thank you very much and we'll see you next week. God uh, bless. Uh,